Welcome to the Get Your Film Fix podcast. I'm Lee Carlo, joined, as always, by Chapin Hemingway and Jeremy Fisk for the exciting recap of the 8th Annual Fixie Awards. We are back from an extraordinary weekend, an extraordinary show in New Orleans, and we are here to recap our thoughts, our feelings, our emotions, now that we've come down a little bit, on how the show went, how the weekend went, and... I think we've got a ton to discuss after what was just an extraordinary, legendary uh, awards show um, this year. So, guys, like I said, we've got so many things to discuss. Um, there were some surprises. There was some really exciting moments in the Fixies. Um, you know, obviously, on the show itself, we talked a lot about it. But I think now that we've had a little bit of time to digest it and process it, we can really delve into our feelings there but i think personally that we really need to start here i scored just under 700 on the punching bag at the bar which was much higher than you guys care to comment well i think i was in the 600 range so i don't know i don't know well one it's it's I, it's not a scientific instrument <laughs> lee um and uh yes I, I know jeremy was way below both of us but well, not way not way the last one caught up um also i'm not used I, to punching up i don't like punching right. up if i were to if it was like an uppercut like if they put it down you guys would have been like whoa don't i don't want to mess with you right right, right. um i also think i also think like you kind of planned out like with your body how to punch and i didn't really use my body weight as much because if i did i would have definitely well, beat you obviously so, so you don't so you don't know how to punch is what you're saying i don't need to punch i usually kick oh <laughs> you did roundhouse kick it at a pretty high score which was awesome we broke it and had to pay for it but thank <laughs> thank you again to our yeah. listeners for their patreon that came out of the fixie budget yeah we have yeah, to spend yeah. that money that was expensive yeah um all right, so now that that's out of the way, I just need to make sure that all our listeners knew that. I think that that was sort of the most important thing that happened outside of 13 lives winning Best Picture, guys. Wow. Your feelings. Holy shit, it did? That's great. Jeremy, um, that was your number five, I believe. Uh, um, 13 lives was my number five, yes. And, and it this was me was, and Chapin's number two. So I mean, I think you can tell by our reaction on the Fixies how surprised and excited we were i thought so coming into it i thought i was going to be the only one representing 13 lives right. i thought maybe one of you guys would have like snuck it on at like 10 or 9 thinking you're clever and uh and i would have been like well it's my number five take that um and thinking you know just giving it a little love because it had been so long and i really thought you guys were going to be really you know surprised about the colin farrell uh, nomination. Um, I, I, I mean, to be fair, I was surprised. Best supporting actor, which of course we can debate uh, if he was supporting or an actual lead. A category actor. fraud this year, but that a didn't little hurt bit. Anybody. Uh, but there's category fraud in the, that other award show that's not as big as ours all yeah, the time, all yep. the time. Um, so yeah, I thought, I, I thought, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna surprise the boys. They're gonna be, they're gonna get a, they're gonna get a giggle out of it. They're gonna get a smile, but. For it to win, Whew. yeah, that was I, amazing. That I was told amazing. you guys 
I told you guys when when um Chapin brought up a few weeks before the Fixies that you know he thought maybe there could be a surprise winner this year, right? And I didn't Can really we also talk believe about it, how much but... Chapin wanted to talk about the Fixies before the Fixies. Yeah, he kept trying to. Kept... to... <laughs> it was like it was like holding back somebody who needed to fight, you know, like or or basketball players on a bench holding each yeah, other holding back. Each so other back. Don't... We're like Chapin, just give it, just wait. Chapin's just like, what if this was my top 10? Tar, 13 Lives, <laughs> Top Gun Maverick, Triangle of Sadness. Clo- but <laughs> I did not do that. <laughs> I I didn't really believe it, but I was like, if there was going to be a surprise, could it be 13 Lives? And then, you know, we didn't really talk a lot about it throughout the show. Now, yeah. Jeremy, you nominated Colin Farrell uh, and... Um, Joel Edgerton, I nominated Viggo Mortensen, and then not until director did we see it again when I nominated Ron Howard, but really it only got, I think, f- uh, four nominations? So it wasn't like years past where we kind of, the writing was sort of on the wall, and then it wasn't any of our number ones. Me and yeah. Chapin's number I mean, two and your number five. I thought, I, I thought like... <clears throat> me putting I, I would have put it higher i guess is what i'm saying but i thought me putting it five was a good representation of you know showing it the love without going overboard well that's interesting the reason the, i guess what i thought was going to be the surprise could be the surprise win was top gun maverick because i thought that we were all a little bit more divided on the top movie the top sort of three, then maybe we were, although Lee, you can certainly help me with the statistics there, but I thought, okay, we all liked that movie quite a bit. You guys were really on it during the podcast. Um, and I think we all really liked, um, 13 lives, but I don't think it was quite, we, I don't think we quite, uh, I think, I think part we were of all it, being like, it was July or whatever. Yeah. It's when it com- came out and like, we're obviously we're not going to make, such bold state like it was early right. on so we're it's like, hard to what say is, like this is the best yeah, movie of the year what, and what believe else it. is going to yeah. come out and and i mean part of me if you told me this is going to be best picture at the fix i'd be a little disappointed back then be like well so nothing better has come out which i don't know, think is necessarily true but i think it's the collective of it that's really exciting well my feelings changed for it a lot. well i don't know i shouldn't say they changed because i really liked it but i think i was hard on it almost for like like my own sake, the first time I watched it, I was just like, this movie can't be that good, right? Let me find what's wrong with it, or let me find why this won't be a winner. And then I, when I watched it again, I was just like, I I was lying to myself. And it was honestly hard for me not to put it at number one. And we can talk a little bit about how we feel about our number ones. Um, me and Chapin had Tar, and Jeremy, you had Banshees. And let's start with Banshees, because I think Chapin, you and I both... So, I mean, that was my number three. Chapin, it was your number 10. My heart was <laughs> never fully in it. Like, I thought Banshees no. was going to be my number one, but I couldn't convince myself. Similarly to, like, what I think maybe was a mistake last year, Licorice Pizza was my f- number one, and I don't know that my heart was ever huge, fully huge in that. Mis- that's a huge mistake. Mm-hmm. I, I've seen it since. I th- still think it's great, but, uh, you know, looking back, I'm like, was that the best movie of the year was that my favorite movie of the year i don't know if my heart was in i think i learned a lesson there and banshee slipped a little because of that yeah i mean i think for me i i did watch 
I think the difference was I, I watched Ban- Banshees twice, which I think we all did. But for me, it actually elevated the second time. Whereas I think for mm, you guys, yeah. it sort of uh, went down a peg. Um, no, I wouldn't say that. It kind of confirmed everything that I thought about it. And I may have enjoyed it just a little bit more. It just like it just wasn't. Look, I, I, I just did not have as much joy from that film as I did from In Bruges. And I, I watched, uh, you know, the, the, the person I, I went to uh banshees with hadn't seen in bruges and so we watched it later and you know i i was like oh man this is just like such a joy and such a i just remembered back when i saw i'm sure i saw it with you jeremy um or you i know you probably you lee no jeremy you and i saw it in the theater when we were in la um and how much fun we had in it and it was it was almost like the like like that sort of time periods version of Pulp Fiction, you know, like that kind of energy and right. And it was such a surprise. Uh, there was this no name guy. I mean, unless yeah. you know, knew his plays, um, never really made a movie. And uh, it was just like kind of hit you out of nowhere. Such a unique yeah. voice. And I wanted that experience again. And I, it came close. It, it's and, pretty close. Yeah. And, and because that. it came close, I think I, um, you know, elevated it a bit um, a real, his, a real such su- a great screenplay. <clears throat> a real surprise to me was that the Fablemans was not on Leorai's list. Um, yeah, I had a, another had one a, that my I, heart sort of never st- yeah stayed with. I had I had like not a great screening of that, and I wonder. And I really wanted to try to watch it again, but just couldn't find the time. And you know, I'm a Spielberg sycophant, and. Uh, you know, a, an adaptation of his life is just sort of like right up my alley in a way. Um, but yeah, I don't, I'm not really sure. And like, I look back on the film fondly, like there's nothing I can, that stands out to me as, you know, glaringly bad. And, and I, I enjoyed watching it, but I don't know. I don't know why it didn't, I, it's weird. it didn't make I, the top I, 10. I might regret putting that at number four instead and, and, you know, above 13 lives and ultimately it didn't matter though. Yeah. Ultimately it didn't matter, but I don't regret putting Steven Spielberg as the number one, my number one director for so it because I, <clears throat> I have, I have a theory, my own theory on why maybe it fell. Cause I watched the Fablemans again and I, I felt pretty much exactly the same as the first time I saw it. Aside from the fact that it's not a particularly rewatchable movie in the way that many Spielberg movies are. And, like, that singular experience the first time I watched it was great. And I think initially it would was very high on my list of movies this year. But the fact that it's just sort of a one-and-done movie for me, I think is part of what made that fall. Um, but unless you guys have anything else on Best Picture, Jeremy, I'll take your segue into Best Director. No, which I, is... I, I don't... I do have... I just want to know, like, how do we, how do we feel about this? I mean, I'm thrilled... 13 lives one i i do one, think and and i, I uh, listeners should know we we debated behind the scenes a little bit about how should we restructure the way we do the point system for um best picture and i believe the way we do it is leah we start at what for 10 what 10 is for one best point? picture it's yeah it's basically number 10 is one point number one is 10 points and we add the totals right, right. so um and I think this is exactly what I wanted to be able to happen, which is that it was my number two. Lee, what was it yours? My number two. Jeremy's right, number so, five. So two number twos and a, like a mid-level score got it to win. And, you know, Tar was number one on both of our lists, Lee, and it was number, number eight. eight. It was eight. eight. It wasn't even that so, far off. I mean, yeah, that's not that far. And still this film won. And like that's great. Like that to me is 
So now I believe in the point system again, <laughs> because you know you don't you don't want you don't want the just you don't want it to be top two, heavy. Yeah, right. Do you exactly. remember? So did it beat? It must have beat Tar by like a point. By one point. Yep. Yeah. Oh, 20, 24 to twenty three. Um, yeah. I, I mean, this is I, the way I feel about Thirteen Lives now is that it's. It, I think it unquestionably is the movie from this year. Well, it'll be close probably with Top Gun Maverick, but the movie I'll watch the most. And I think the movie that will just kind of stand the test of time the best. Now, it's not as sophisticated as Tar. It's not as thought-provoking. When I watch 13 Lives, it will be, for the most part, pure enjoyment. When I watch Tar, it'll be like a, a homework assignment that I'll enjoy, but it will be an assignment. And I just think 13 Lives, in the same way that Apollo 13 does, will just be a movie that I am happy to turn on at any point, any time with anybody probably pick up at any point in the movie if it's on you know not that we watch movies on tv anymore but if someone's halfway through it i'll jump in and i think that's you know it's rare when 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 a movie wins the fixie for best picture and we're able to recommend that universally like i wouldn't say that about no man land i would not have said that about parasite uh, what are some other winners? What one Dune, last year? Dune won last probably. year. You probably could. But I don't. We, I, honestly, we still I don't think. Not, I don't think not my as much mom as thirteen lives. Dune. Yeah, yeah, I don't think my mom would have liked Dune. I always think about that. You know, I think every single person would like Thirteen Lives, and it's such a shame that, like you were saying, Lee, that it didn't come out in theaters or didn't get more of a run. Um, because now, like, I don't know. I mean, hopefully, you know, the millions of people that listen to this podcast now will tell you yeah. know, their friends and this movie will blow up. But, but I mean, it's just, even lost now on prime video, like all those streaming services. Like if you think about movies that made big splashes on streaming services, like when was the last time you even saw without searching Roma or the Irishman on Netflix? Like, and I don't mean watched it, just saw the poster for it. Like these yeah. movies just get lost on these streaming services. And, and also, we don't know how big they really are. We're just taking the word of Netflix and Apple exactly. and whatever. But so, I just like, mean big in terms of those movies obviously had huge Oscar right. campaigns and were up for awards and stuff. And now you, you, there's nothing there to remind you to watch them. And the same goes to a certain extent for 13 Lives. Like, you know, Prime Video has released, but how, you know, what, 100 movies of their own movies since 13 Lives. And this is lost in the that, shuffle. One thing we, to contrary to your point, Jeremy, is we also don't know how much people are watching it. You know, it, it, it's possible that people could be watching it a lot. You yeah. know, I mean, it, it, it's hard. It's a little bit hard to believe, given what Lee just said was, you know, and the fact that it's not popping up for you every time you look. But you know, we don't know how everybody's algorithm works. You know, people right. could be watching that a lot, and we might not know it. But. Um, but like, let's. Just, like, I mean, just anecdotally, yeah, anecdotally, like, who has mentioned it? Like, anyone you know mentioned anything about this movie? Nope. Has Nobody. anyone recommended it to you? Has anyone been like, "Have you ever seen that movie?" No, I've been, Lives? I've been the sole voice in yeah. at least my community for its recommendation. Um, um, all right, so best director this this year, this is the one of the most fascinating um, categories we've. So ever So I had. do, I do have my biggest regret in this in this category and it might segue from what we were just talking about. I, what I was really, that? I really wish I had put Ron Howard in. Yeah, I think we all do. Okay. So Ron, how I nominated Ron Howard. He was my number three. What makes this category so fascinating is that no director was on all three of our lists. Todd field won for tar. 
He was on. He was me and Cha- both me and Chapin's number two. <laughs> Jeremy. Um, Romain Gavris was second with eight points for Athena. He was both me and Chapin's number four. <laughs> Joseph Kaczynski was Chapin's number one, and that was the only list he was on. And Spielberg was Jeremy's number one. It's the only one list that he was on. So, you know, we've got Edward Berger for Jeremy, only one on that list. We've got Park Chan-wook um, from Jeremy. Lucas Daunt from Jeremy and Guillermo del Toro. In fact, nobody on Jeremy's list was on either me or Jeremy's or me or Chapin's best director list, which is kind which of is, incredible. Yeah, which I don't mind, but I would I would have definitely ta- knocked del Toro out and put uh, Ron Howard in it, slotted him in somewhere if I could redo it, for sure. Um, and then the remaining directors we haven't talked about were James Cameron, S.S. Rajamuli, and Ruben Usland for Triangle of Sadness. But, um, guys, but 13 we, total nominations. Can we can we talk about Howard not making that list? Like, I'd like to know your pre-fixy win explanation for why he didn't make it. I mean, Lee. I think... Well, well he, he did it make did, mine. It did, it did make Lee's list. Ron Howard was on there? Yeah, yeah he was number my number three. three. Oh, oh, you're a genius then. I mean, he, yeah. You're, you, I mean, you are. You're the king of the fixies. We all know that. <laughs> well, I will say that while I had a couple key points as to why I felt he was deserving, it was also a little bit of an obligatory nomination because I was like, 13 Lives is my number two movie of the year, nearly my number one, and it has to have a director or a screenplay or, so- or something, right? I felt like it had to be there somewhere, aside yeah. from some of the you know the highlights of his work. In that, it's hard to tell movie. though. Like, it's hard to tell. It's hard to give credit for why that movie was so good. It's like so all the elements were there. Yep. All the elements were there. Nothing stood out too much. Nothing was too flashy. No flashy performances. No flashy writing. And that's a director's just job. Just good, solid stuff. And yeah, he. I think he probably deserves credit for that. Yeah, I think the reason I didn't put him on, I I definitely thought about him. Um, I think for the reasons you just mentioned, there was nothing sort of flashy about it or that stood out as the direction of it. It was just right. a, like a good composer who was using all his instruments. But Especially d- with what we're used to like highlighting on the Fixies for Best right. Director, yeah. You know, if you look at yours, Jeremy, like I'm just two that are, well, three that are jumping out, Guillermo del Toro for Pinocchio, which is obviously a vision, Edward Berger and Park Chan-wook, which are just like very directed in terms of like their aesthetic and like their style and everything. And so, I think that's what I look for. I mean, how, I think it's what we all look for. Yeah. yeah, we put we look for those those that have some sort of stylistic um, imprint, but without it sort of ruining the movie. Well, know? all of us too. I mean, I have Chazelle and then and Romain Gavris and James Cameron um, Chapin, you have Joseph Kaczynski and S.S. Rajamuli. Like, these are directors that, you know, you talked about it a lot I, on the show, Chapin, like, yeah. executed, like, a very, very, sometimes extravagant, but very specific vision. And 13 Lives is not that. I I do have, I, don't, I wouldn't say I have regrets, but I do, I, I do question putting Kaczynski at number one. I think it's a shame he's not on either of your guys' lists. Um, but I don't know. I just enjoyed that movie so much and I was trying to figure out why I enjoyed it so much. And I think it comes down to the direction really. I mean, you and, can compare that to Howard. I think it's the same sort of thing where he, he doesn't do anything extra as a director. 
Right. But tells the story and then the technical achievement of. Jason. I just think like like if you look back at, if you look back at Top Gun. I mean, it's a classic, but it's very Tony Scott in a yeah. way that, like, all his sort of '80s. I watched um, Revenge <laughs> over the weekend, which is a great movie. But it, 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 it there's this F fourteen. He like. For no reason at all, Kevin Costner is an F-14 pilot at the beginning of it. And, you know, like, it, it all just looks kind of the same. And I think Kaczynski, like, wisely said, we're going to do something different here. We're going to make our own movie. And we're not going to try to make Tony Scott's version of this movie. And I love, absolutely love Tony Scott. But Yeah, but he they made their own movie, but they incorporated, you know, yeah. it still felt they, like the they, same world, like the same a, score, the same. And they made a better movie. They absolutely made a better movie. Okay. Actress was pr- probably our least interesting category. Um, Kate Blanchett won in a landslide. She had 20 points to Michelle Yeoh and Penelope Cruz's eight points. So we'll skip past that unless you guys have any lingering she, thoughts. Other than who else had her as number one? You and me did, Jeremy. Yeah. Chapin had her at number two behind Tilda Swinton for The Eternal Dog. Right, right. Um, actor likewise Jeremy you and I both had Colin Farrell at number one for Banshees uh, and then Chapin your performance of the year was Eden Dambreen in Close mm-hmm. which we talked plenty about um, he made all of our lists Jeremy Hughes you and I both number five how do you feel about that positioning Um, I feel pretty good about it maybe I'd, I'd bump him up one so he felt so- one or two <clears throat> He fell behind Colin Farrell, Brendan Fraser, Austin mm-hmm. Butler, and Antonio Banderas. Yeah, I mean, I know uh, this is where we uh, we, we had don't have the to most. get into the yeah those no let's get into those, those two. What, what I'm most happy about is that Colin Farrell deserved awards this year, and he finally got what he deserved. Yep. And this is why I always say the, fi- the the fixies always get it right. Ultimately, you know. Um, for me, Dan Breen fell behind Farrell, Gabriel Labelle. Viggo Mortensen and also Antonio Banderas. Um, Chapin, Tom Cruise was your number two. And I think that is the answer you're looking for in terms of why Top Gun was so good, more so than Joseph Kaczynski. Stand by. Stand by one. Chapin left the room. Well, of course. Why would he not just leave the room in the middle of the podcast? What what has he got going on? Come on, Chapin, re-engage. MIG took him down. (laughs) I'm actually sort of fascinated by Chapin's list because he has Dan Breen, Tom Cruise, Bill Nighy at number three, Park Hale from Decision to Leave, was, and then Colin Was Pearl. Cruise on either of your guys' list? No. no. That's, so, cr- that's crazy. That's but he's still, crazy. you've seen, the, the reason is is because, I mean, he's great, but he's still doing Tom Cruise. It's like he's not doing anything different than he's, than he's done the last, like, 12 no, I movies. Okay. I think it's a, I think it's a refinement it's not like he's doing of, of like a movie uh, star performance. It's like it is like the quintessential movie star performance. I know, but he's not like doing Frank TJ Mackey. You know what I mean? He's not doing something interesting or unique. He's still doing the Tom think, Cruise action. I think he is. I, I think Tom Cruise acts acts really well whilst performing <laughs> action sequences. 
yeah, which is, sure. that, yeah. is, is, is much more difficult than it sounds. And I give him a sure. lot of credit for that. But there's nothing spectacular about what he does outside of the plane, essentially. Uh, Lee, know what I think is funny? Because of how much shit you gave me for Brendan Fraser and Austin Butler uh, this whole season, fixie okay. season, the rest yeah. of ours are all the same. Oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> They're exactly the same. So uh, my two and three are LaBelle and Mortensen versus Ber- Fraser and Butler. But, yeah, Colin Farrell, Antonio Banderas, and Eden Dembreen. So you just made two mistakes, Jeremy. That's all. I think they were not mistakes. Um, screenplay, we had a tie for first place. And Todd Field for Tar ended up winning via the third tiebreaker. Now, our tiebreakers go, I believe... I have this listed somewhere, but for the sake of time, the first tiebreaker is um, how many lists the movie or person right. appears on. So if it's on all three so lists sorry, versus Lee, two. Lee, I'm sorry. Do you, mind, do you mind reading the ties from the beginning, please? So Tar and um, the Banshees of Inish Aaron tied with 17 points for screenplay. Thank you. The first tiebreaker is how many lists the movies or person appears on. So if it's on three lists versus two, the one on three lists um, is awarded the the winner. And then the next tiebreaker, I believe, is how many times it appears at number one. And I'm going to look while I'm talking to see if there's an additional tiebreaker that I'm forgetting. But Tar was um, me and Chapin's number one, while Banshee's was just Jeremy's number one, my number two, and Chapin's number four. So... It won that tiebreaker. Um, who, who who was Jeremy's number one director? Was it Spielberg? Oh. Where have you been? We've been doing <laughs> no, this I, podcast. No, I know, but I just like, is this is this you trying to get like tell me McDo- that was McDonough, McDonough shouldn't be a, at all? No, just, we've had this conversation for director. None of us nominated. Di- yes, McDonough. and and that's crazy. It's crazy that that's your number one movie then. But I, you know, and I know but that the direction wasn't screenplay. the. Yeah. And his number one actor, and I think... My number one movie. Yeah. All, right, all right, all right. But we know yeah. it's not the direction that did it. Yeah. And it's I'll his number that. two supporting actress and his number two supporting actor. So it definitely had... Um, no, he's just saying that he, he, he wants it to be clear that I don't would know nothing about direct, directing if I had put McDonough on my director's list. No, no, no. I'm not saying that at all. What I'm saying is that I'm surprised that McDonough is not on your directing list where you're, it's your number one movie. I'm having flashbacks of a Cemetery Junction. Which is a much better movie than Cemetery Junction. But I mean, it's, yeah. Um, yeah, so the only, yeah, so the tiebreakers are what I said. I was just looking looking at that uh, while you guys talked about one that's, of the great That's pretty awesome. Of, that's of pretty awesome. Um, we have not had very many ties um, in the past. I th- in fact, the only other tie that I can remember was in cinematography where... Um, was that Mank in Nomadland? No, it was, the, it was the cinematographer from Nomadland, Joshua James Richards, is that right? And yes. the, the cinematographer from Parasite. Um, oh, yeah. Tying, that's, there's a and, tie. And they actually tied through all the tiebreakers and finished... Wait. With a tie, wait, wait, that but that's not the same year. I, I um, Parasite was 2019 and Nomadland was 2020. I'm sorry, not no, not Nomadland. Um, shit, who was the? 
It was Last Black Man in Paris. Yeah, yeah. Not Last... last Jesus Christ. Last Black Man in Paris, guys. Well, there's one. Yes. There's the last one in San Francisco, and then there's last one, one in... left in uh, Paris. <laughs> yeah. Um, last Black Man in San Francisco, uh, Adam Newport Barra and Kyung Pyo Hong, both tied and won cinematography in 2019. Um, having gone through all the tiebreakers. And that's the only other tie that I can remember um, up until this point. I mean, if, can I just talking about screenplay, um, I know that there's not like a real re-readability factor, but as somebody who every once in a while dabbles in writing a little bit, like I've already found myself like literally going back and reading the Banshee's screenplay. For like inspiration, whereas I'm not going to read, you know, uh, I'm not going to read Fableman's or I'd be Tar. fascinated to read Tar. Be curious. I'm just, although you know, like it's hard to know. But when it's you, the it's the rhythm. It's the rhythm of the McDonough screenplay that does it for me. Yeah, it's fun to read. But, but Tar is so much more complex and effective. But we already had that argument. Yeah, we don't need to relitigate these things, at least not yet. I'm sure we will as time goes by. Um, our supporting categories, Barry Keonan won for the Banshees and Carrie Condon won for the Banshees. How do you guys feel about those two? Um, Keonan was my great. number one, Jeremy's number two, Chapin's number five, and Carrie Condon was my number one, of course. I'm getting all these right. Jeremy's number two and Chapin's number three. Um, again, I, I said it on the pod. I think the Keonan performance is kind of insignificant to the movie. Um, Carrie Condon is so much more important to the movie. Yeah. And um, it feels kind of like a mid-90s sort of Keonan performance where... not Sorry, a mid-90s kind of win where you got the quirky character who is great and stands out and is very interesting and very well performed and by an act a beloved actor but doesn't really matter to the movie. Um, I don't think at all. But I also, you got to look at who he was up against. I don't feel like there's any, I I think he's an extraordinary actor and we know that from, uh, killing of a sacred deer and, um, uh, Dunkirk and, um, you know, whatever else. Um, interesting note, um, in supporting actress, uh, a total of four nominations, three actresses nominated for Triangle of Sadness. Dolly DeLeon, Vicky Berlin, Charlie Dean. Um, all nominated in the supporting actress category for that movie, which is, is interesting that we touched on all three because, well, uh, three of two of those three I was certainly considering. Um, Who weren't you considering? Oh, Charlie Dol- Dean. Oh, okay. Dolly De Leon and Vicky Berlin, I obviously was considering Charlie Dean. Not that I didn't consider her, but I don't think she was ever in real contention. I was really glad she ended up making Chapin's list. Um, but yeah, credit to the kind of widespread performances in that movie. Also, Zalto Burek got a nomination from Jeremy and supporting actor, <laughs> which is just such a funny performance. Um, I didn't even like that's, I think that shows the sort of breadth of that film is that I didn't even think about that character but I totally agree I think and it, love that he's it's like these scenes you respond to yeah 
Yeah, and I had also just rewatched it, so it was fresh in my mind. So I think that's why I put it. But really, honestly, here's another one I, w- I should have put over. It was the other kid um, from Close. That was a miss for me too. Gustav Dewal, Chapin yeah. nominated him at number three. That, that was uh, that that um, was the win there, Chapin. Nice job. Um, Chapin and I both had Sami Slimane from Athena. Two nominations in the supporting categories for women talking. Ben Wishaw in Sporting Actor and Judith Ivey in Sporting Actress this is a movie that none of us were big fans of um, and, yeah, and were even somewhat, somewhat critical of the performances from some real A-list actors in it, yet it got two nominations from, in supporting roles, um, which is interesting. Um, and then this will segue nicely into something else. We had Jeremy nominate Mark Rylance in Bones of All, not knowing... <laughs> How bones and all, bones and all, yeah. Not knowing how pivotal. I don't think we need a segue to that yet. Bones and all would would be on that in our weekend. It's a little teaser, a little, it's teaser, a little teaser about what's uh, gonna happen. <laughs> um, um, all right, and finally, cinematography. Um, Matthias Bouchard for Athena was our winner. How do you guys feel about that? That was uh, Jeremy's number two, my number two, Chapin's number one. Uh I'm I I'm happy. I mean I like I I do think uh Sangren was that was a better I mean whatever. They were they were close. And, Sangren and, but, was close uh, close behind 16 yeah. points versus 19 points. He was my it, number 5 champion. My point two. is Sangren's probably going to get nominated all through his career. I like that this yeah. new guy won. What has he done? Has he done anything without Chazelle that's been interesting? Don't look up. Yeah, that was really interesting. I don't know. I don't have his uh, IMDb I'll in front of me. But... pull him up right now. So, um, No Time to Die. Nope. Joy. Looks like he was an American hustle, so I guess he was David O. Russell's guy for a little bit. Promised Land, which is Gus Van Sant movie with Matt Damon. Yeah, so like nothing that you know, in terms of the cinematography stands out until he really, until he did La La Land with Chazelle. Um, and I don't even find the cinematography in that. In that La great. La Land? Yeah. I mean, fine. I mean, it's, it's great. Um, so <clears throat> I'd be curious. I'm the thing about Matthias Bouchard and I don't know how often this happens, but I, I kind of will look out for, his work now um i don't know if he'll start working on some more mainstream movies or not but it would be interesting to see if enough people see athena that you know people want to work with him um and obviously he's a fixie winner and that raises his profile quite a bit um jeremy you did not nominate claudio miranda for top gun yeah I think that's fair. I mean, it's again, it's like five, my number three. It's the same thing with not nominating Tom Cruise. Am I? It's it's also partly the Brokeback Mountain argument. Like, am I impressed because we're doing all these aerial stunts and the planes look cool, (laughs) and the planes look cool when they go by, and we got these bit like, or or is the cinematography good, or is it a little bit of both? Like, I, I you know, so. Uh, there's nothing about it that stood out to me. 
All right. Any other thoughts, guys, on the nominations, the wins? Should we move into your thoughts and feelings about the weekend? It was only a weekend? And New Orleans. Um. Yeah, no, I mean, I just, I just want to say that I think this was a great Vixies program. Uh, I agree. Did you listen to it? I've listened to most of it. <laughs> there was some, also, Chapin, there's some editing you were supposed to do that didn't get done. Uh, but, you know. Some of it did, though, so we can, uh, oh, Chapin's dinner's here. Oh, good. Uh, yeah, but uh, I think I think we put on a good show, guys. I agree. Um so how do we want to do this? Should we work from the bone backwards or should we work from <laughs> or should we uh, well, start with forwards. the arrival? I mean, we don't need to well, recap the whole weekend. That's not it, fun ba- for anybody. It basically happened the first, ni- the first night. No, it didn't. Right? No, it, it didn't. was the last night. No. Yeah, it, was the last, it was the last night. Did the chicken happen? It was, it was yeah. Sunday, yeah. No, because we didn't we eat the chicken after the Italian dinner that wasn't big that was enough. Our, that was our first chicken. Oh, that's not when it first happened. This is yeah. another. This is a different chicken. Different yeah. chicken. Okay. Same place. Same place. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm getting, <laughs> mixing them up. I thought. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. I mean, this was. I think. I think Chapin, you had a little, some trepidation going into New Orleans a little bit, not knowing, never having been there, having coming off of Vegas last year, not knowing right. what to expect. Um, but, no, I was it, ex- but I was very excited. I didn't want to. Yeah, but did wanna, it exceed no. your expectations? Or? Exceeded, absolutely. Well, I've been getting, I, as I've been telling you guys, I've been getting, for some reason, uh, Redfin, <laughs> Redfin emails about houses in New Orleans. And <laughs> it's yeah. very appealing. And they're all, they all look like the beautiful place that we stayed. They're long and skinny and old and, ugh. Tall ceilings. Uh, tall ceilings. I want it. Beautiful bathrooms. Love it. Yeah. I mean, it's such a unique American city. Um, and I think I think anywhere else we go, we're going to be a little disappointed that we can't take alcohol out on the streets because we've been to the two places that yeah, well, that's it's, it's encouraged. Oh, you can do it in like certain... like areas of other we'll cities. find them we'll find them into it yeah, we, just, we just go up and down like a block half block <laughs> yeah. in austin somewhere it's just like a some yeah. guy's driveway was really the only place we could find well, like, uh, just like I was, New Orleans. I, was trying to, I was trying to explain to, to someone a little bit how the, the the difference the subtle differences in our drinking habits and i was like yeah I, sometimes i just say no to the beer on the way to the next beer <laughs> That is that was a little bit much for me. I, yeah. Although I I do think we did a good job of not, uh, you know, getting too too drunk on this well, one. As, as we always do, uh, we all had our moments. I think I don't Lee. Although you didn't have a moment, I, I, I maintained pretty well this year. Jeremy, yeah. you you had I think the most noticeably drunk stretch at one point. I don't remember which night it was. I think um, it was Saturday. 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 <laughs> And Chapin, uh, fi- you, you, disappe- night, you yeah. disappeared for, you know, a handful of hours at some yeah. point. On the night of the Fixies, yeah. Not, not physically disappeared, but emotionally you were not yeah, quite my present. my soul left. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, but that's all right. You know, I, that happened to me in Vegas, and so that oh, happens. Right. Look, yeah. as, as we're learning, alcohol can, you can cross over into negative effects, evidently. What? That's not how I remember it. I, I don't remember it at <laughs> all. 
Yeah, no, um, but we a... had some good meals. Um, we did we, some. Uh... We did Galatoires, which I thought was fantastic. Uh, is, are you pronouncing that right? Galatoires, Galatoires, yeah. Galatoires. The restaurant I found, yeah, mm-hmm. um, which was fantastic. I, um, I mean, I, I think we regret the Italian meal. Yeah, that, that wasn't was the, great. That was the were... first night. Yeah. Um. But we'll skip past that. Um. What was your favorite? What was your a strong word? What was your favorite meal? What's it? So I don't know that I had a. I mean, the Galatoires was probably my favorite overall meal. Right. There was a lot of like, like I loved some of the gumbos we had. The last night we did sort of like a hop around. We did like little things yeah, and stuff fun. we had, and and I sort of just liked doing stuff like that because like there was some really good gumbos we had. Um, yeah. So for for oysters, listeners who weren't, we weren't there, we we stopped at the a bunch of different restaurants and had sort of little mini meals and chatted um, with the uh, the cooks and the chefs there who obviously were I kicked love out and loved a po boy. Yeah, we had, we had a couple good po boys. We had one po boy that wasn't so good. Yeah, I don't know, not even really a po' boy. It was just too messy. Yeah. Uh, um, that shit. And that was before the Gator tour, which I thought was fun. Yeah, I mean, I I think that was the the point I was most hungover was on the Gator tour. So I was definitely a little bit anxious of falling off the boat and into Gatory yeah. waters. You were more nervous about that than I think you sh- I expected you to be. Yeah. Like even well, if like that's something I know you've mentioned like that is like your that is your a fear I have fear of dying that, that I, way. So like yeah. even if you calculate that in, like you're really nervous about falling in. I just didn't want to fall in. I don't think they attack immediately. Oh, <laughs> well, I mean, I don't know. They're used to being by those boats and then putting chicken down and they just go for the chicken. It would have been that's like the, it would have just been like, "Oh, that's a big piece." I mean, it would have sucked if we lost you, but if if any of us were going to die on the trip, wouldn't we want it to be me by an alligator? No. <laughs> wouldn't yeah. we have wanted it to be Jeremy? <laughs> no, if any of us were. To. I just mean, like, if if there was a way that one of us were to die. Well, yeah, of course, by alligator, uh, no. and we got real close. Yeah. So, I mean, and ideally, it wouldn't. I mean, some of those were little. I that, I don't know if they would have killed you. Well, there was one that was pretty big. Yeah, there were. Well, you saw some big ones, which was cool. There were a couple that were pretty. Um, and then we arrived on, you know, towards the end of our our last last little like hop around dinner meal, and we went to another fried chicken place. And now we did order tenders, which I think is they just have like a bunch of things on the menu, and they just give you the same thing. So we got a bunch of chicken with bones, and we got some daiquiris. And the music is so loud in there, I'm surprised they can hear anything. Um, and we had some daiquiris. We went, it was a nice night. We were eating it outside. And, um, I don't know who, who who's, who should tell this story? Jeff Chapin or Jeremy or me? I... Um, Chapin well, maybe can tell us from the inside yeah, out. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, from what you. I remember, yeah, we got tenders and they didn't give us tenders. They gave us like bone in chicken, which we 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 noticed immediately. It wasn't <laughs> yeah, confused. Bite, it, wa- yeah. it, it wasn't confusing. Oh, it looked it looked like fried chicken, which it was. Yeah, it, yeah, it, with the with bones had the, with the bones in it. <laughs> so we we started yeah. eating it, bones. and you know, Jeremy and I ate around the bones. Yeah, we figured out the bone situation pretty quickly. Yeah. Um, 
Next thing we know, Chapin like really, really. But coughing. it wasn't right away. Like Chapin had a good amount of chicken, yeah. and then all of a sudden he's just coughing like I've never heard somebody coughing before. And we like joked, "Would you swallow a bone?" <laughs> he, he and then he said laugh. yes. He couldn't laugh really because. But he said good... yes. But like we thought, like like you know, has happened to anybody? Yeah. Like a little piece of a bone, like went down Maybe. his throat, a little tickles tickled his throat, and then like just kind of coughing and either yeah. goes down or comes back up or whatever and that's it and like that was like sort of it although he kind of kept coughing throughout the night yeah and then the next day too and the and next it, day and then we're like i don't think that's normal but i thought it was a little bit like oh psychosomatic because you had swallowed a bone like oh no it is it still there your body once your body starts yeah, coughing yeah. and thinks something is trying like it might have gotten like you might have got a little carried away. Um, yeah, so it, it happened a l- multiple times. I don't really know how you stop, to be honest. Once you Yeah, knowing started, what we know now. Especially knowing what we know now. Like, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't really know. I mean, we, yeah, I got under control. I was able to sleep that night, and then I was fine the next day. I mean, it was a little irritated, and then... Did it feel? Did you feel anything in your chest? Would it feel like? Yeah, yeah I did. I did. And then, it's, and then I had that kind of coughing attack, attack on, on Monday... Before we left on the street, and it was awful. Um, yeah, I remember that. Yep. And yeah. there was this crazy guy that was right by us during that. But then I think he got weirded out. He thought we were even crazy oh, yeah, because sort of how 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 Chapin was going off. I think he was gonna stab us, and he was like, "No, nah, never mind. This guy's got no problems." Yeah. Yeah. Um. So then you know we parted parted ways, um, which was obviously. Sadly. Sad. Probably, yeah. That was that's tough. So that was a tough part of the trip. Um, everybody got home. We kind well, of well. Hold on. Before we get our... where we get to that, like Chapin on the plane in the airport on the drive. Like, well, did you have any more of those coughing? Uh, I, fits? Know, I was. I was okay. I was okay. Uh, I was a little worried that like you know I'd, I'd have a fit on I, the on the plane. plane I thought I about that. I was worried that that was going to happen because you especially have, with like, the, nowhere to go. Yeah. Yeah, and the pressure, the different pressure change might right, have yeah, lodged yeah, yeah, yeah. lodged it yeah. out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So. The week goes by. We kind of have our recovery week, for lack of a better term. Um, and well, then Chapin, yeah, you, you, guys, you guys did. I immediately I, went uh, and yeah, met with I some other friends. Tuesday, Wednesday, back at work. Didn't feel any better. Thought I had just like gotten a cold, or like, or, or, or like, like, did I like did that's the did the chicken bone like irritate something, or did I get a cough that way, or was I did I get COVID? I thought like maybe I had COVID. So uh, I tested for COVID on Wednesday night. Knowing I was leaving for a golf trip Thursday, the test just said chicken bowl. <laughs> Played, you know, fifty four walked. I should say fifty four holes of golf. You know, played another small nine, uh, and you know, like by the end of the th- third round, I was like, I, I like spit and I spit up blood, and I was like, oh, that's not good. Oh boy. Um, I didn't know that. And story. yeah. And I got back and then I, I called my, um, I got back. So I got by like Sunday night, Sunday evening and I called. So what are we looking my, at? We're looking at six days since the bone yeah. incident. Like, since the it was more than, it was since more he than ate the chicken. It was like, yeah. it was nine. So then I went into the, um, I, went, I think I went to the, so, so I called my GP and I have like this like fancy concierge doctor who's supposed to like answer you at any time or whatever and he was on his way to europe of course 
Uh, so he's like, yeah, you should just go to the ER. Thanks. Thank Thanks, you, Doc. Sir. Yeah, and so I did, and um, yeah, the, I sat there for a little bit. They did, you know, they talked to me for a little bit. They did an X-ray, and nothing showed up, but they heard in my right lung, they heard uh, disturbed air. So as I was breathing, only in my right lung was there disturbed air, and they couldn't explain it. So like, what okay, does that gonna... mean? What is disturbed So that means like means? something like is disrupting the air the airflow like it's like the lung's not punctured or something it's just well i don't know they didn't know so they sent me for a cat scan and lo and behold mr chicken bone was in my right lung now let's pause for a moment because i want everybody to try to picture this the way that i pictured this when chapin told us he has a bone in his lung now we knew the story that we just told of course i just want to i have i have the chicken bone in a small container and i'll just Rattle okay. it for the you. Fact there. That so you that's how big it was. So, so I here a, we're gonna. I pictured a splinter, like that you would only be able to see with like microscopic imaging. We're gonna yeah. we're gonna post a picture of this after this podcast. This will airs. be the podcast picture. <laughs> yes, it's um, it's like a finger. <laughs> yeah, it's it's like a, a phalange two and a half, three inches long. So now I'm sure you're all asking what Jeremy and I were asking: is how did this get down your throat? And how did they get it back up? That's really right. So they're like, they came. But out, also, like, was there a chicken around it? Like, did you just? How do you just no, get clean must, the bone off? So know. perfectly. I mean, maybe there's still some. Maybe there's still some chicken left in my lung. I like um, Chapin's body is like nose to eat all the chicken before anything gets discarded to the yeah, wrong yeah, yeah, ave- yeah, down yeah, the wrong yeah, yeah, avenue. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So they're like, yeah. There's the, the and and like the thing is, is like I. I texted my friend who's a doctor. I'm like, is it possible that I inhaled a chicken bone when I was down golfing and banded? And she's like, it's possible, but not likely. <laughs> and I was and like, because like, I'm pretty oh, convinced. Yeah? <laughs> and but like in the back of my head, I kind of knew that I had. A, so when I wrote my, my general practitioner, I said, I'm, I, I, like, I think it's possible I might have inhaled this chicken bone. And he's like, oh, okay, well, and then and they go to the ER. So then yeah, he's like, like, I'm on my way to Europe. Yeah. And in, in fact, you have inhaled this chicken bone. So I, 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 I got to credit the, like what the doctors said. Were they, they impressed? Well, they were all very, very, very surprised. They're and all, they're calling everybody in. I mean, honestly. And then my friend who's a doctor called her friend who is a um, pulmonologist, uh, a lung doctor. And, and she was very surprised as well. <laughs> Um, so they, they booked me for a procedure and basically they, they send a tube down similar to what you would, um, send up your, up your, um, your intestine for a colonoscopy. It's a, basically like a, a, a malleable, that must have uh, sucked camera thing that they have a camera on the end of it and it can, it also has tools. And so they send it down and they put it down your lung and they're able to, and, and and there was a chance that they that their, their tools may not be strong enough for the chicken bone, which obviously it was, and that they, they would have to then go to the surgery department and use their tools, and then I would be, of course, have been kept overnight. Um, but they gave me, uh, so they did a couple different things. They put lidocaine in my throat, which was a process which I was awake for where they're especially spraying and having you gargle lidocaine so your throat and mouth are numb. And then after that process is done, they give you 
fentanyl and then this drug i'm forgetting the name but it's they give it to you when you have a colonoscopy where you're awake and able to sort of be like yeah no and then but you don't remember anything it's like an amnesia drug so i don't really remember oh much of the procedure God. but i was awake during it so i'm kind of like coming out of all that and uh, <laughs> and um sitting there and my mom has showed up a couple different times <laughs> and and then I'm I'm sort of sitting there getting my prescriptions and of course like for legal reasons they have to have me on a gurney the whole time so they gurneyed me into the procedure which was ridiculous because I'm a fully capable man who's just walked 72 holes of golf and they're gurneying me to this to the place where I'm having this procedure and I'm just kind of like waving to people and then I was way out of it on the way out of it and the woman's also like, waving at people. yeah exactly and the, and the nurse who was dealing with you was like do you have the chicken bone? Can I see it? And I was like, I don't know where it is. Of course, I have it now. Again, rattle, 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 rattle. Um, and yeah, uh, so they got it out, and uh, I'm on the mend. I'm doing well now. Well, that's good, and that sounds horrible. But and I, I mean, I, I can't speak for either one of you, but Jeremy, I think you agree. I thought the chicken was great and probably worth it. It, it was good. <laughs> it was. <laughs> It was very good, and maybe the bone was the best part. We don't know. Yeah, that's true. Only Chapin yeah. can answer that. Yeah, so I just want to thank um, all our Patreon listeners and, of course, Lee and Jeremy for committing to paying for my emergency room bill. Um, obviously, that we've liquidated all of our assets to pay for the fixie, so we're going to need some more contributions. And yep. if we don't receive those in a couple, in about six or eight weeks, I'm going to have to file a lawsuit against all of you. Um, if yeah, if we I, don't get if we don't get some money, who knows what what next year is going to bring? Yeah, I God. Mean, yeah, she, we, so this yeah, year was swallowing I, and a and chicken. I, I texted you guys and I said I think we need to sort of always budget for at least one emergency room visit uh, for the fixies. I think Just, that's a wise decision. Well, now, yeah, lesson learned, of course. What yeah. what can top it next year? That's that's the real question. That's true. Some um, up, something bones stuck up our just, butts. The bones just keep getting bigger. And in his yes. stranger places. Um, wow. All right, well, guys. That was one as, for the books. As promised, I've got some some fixie trivia for you and for our listeners. I love c- having you guys compete with each other. Um, and I've got a series of questions um, with some point-based values, and we'll see who's a winner. But I also think this will be kind of fun to go through for us and for our listeners to uh, learn a little bit about hi- fixie's past. Um, so if you guys are ready, the way we're going to do this is... Um, I've got a question to start things off, um, and it's a numerical question, so whoever is closest will get to go first. And then um, I've got a bunch of questions with different point values, and for the questions that have more than one answer, we'll go back and forth. So you can get a point if you get it right, and then the next person goes to try to get a point, and we'll we'll go that way. Um, and whoever has the most points at the end will will be the champion of this year's Fixie Recap Show. Um, so that'll be... That'll be a, a nice prize. Whoever um, wins gets the bone in a jar. Yeah, you get the bone. Um, so we're going to wait for Japen to come back again. Yeah. Because he it? left. Uh, well, we as, started talking about fried chicken and he got as, hungry. As, he, as he's known to do in the middle Imagine, of the podcast. I, wanna, I should have asked him how many times he's had uh, fried chicken since since then. Oh, that's a good question. <laughs> so he's just had some chicken delivered, he said. <clears throat> and That's you good. couldn't hear him because, like I they're, mentioned, he left the room. They're like, sir, sir, do you really want, why do you want us to debone the chicken? <laughs> yeah, please yeah. debone it. 
I did. I did approach. I did have some fried chicken the other day, and I was. It was traumatic to. Uh, I was much more so careful. Slowly. So yeah. Um, yeah, just, I mean, it's, it's you didn't swallow you know, it like the alligators did. It's, it's funny. It was. It was the alligators, of course. And I was. I remember telling people about it. Like, yeah, you know, it was. It was sort of fortuitous that the alligators are able to eat the bones and all, but um, the podcasters, <laughs> in fact, are not. Okay. So, Chapin, did you hear all the instructions? I did. All right. Thank you. So, here's a question to determine who goes first. Whoever is closest to this number will go first. How many people have been nominated for a fixie? Total? Total. Oh, boy. Um, I'm going to say... Hmm. I'm going to say almost... Well, you need an say, exact number. I'm going to say 372. Okay. Tapin. I'm going to say 150. Okay. Jeremy wins. The answer is 421. Wow, that's wow. pretty close. Jeremy, you are 49 off. Wow. All right, so first question goes to you, Jeremy. <clears throat> yeah. What movie has won the most fixies? Um, I'm going to go with... And it could be, it's like... From the beginning of every fixie we've So this is done. eight fixie shows, yep. It's either Parasite or um, Social Network. I'm going to go... I'm going to go with Social Network? That is incorrect. Chapin. Nomadland. Nomadland is correct. Really? Now, neither of you have the spreadsheet open, right? That literally has the answers? No, no. I don't. Okay. I don't even nope. know how to use spreadsheets. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> Tapin, you're up. Cool. Who has been nominated in the most categories? Hmm. So that, that means the, the most different categories. Yes. So essentially, who has had a nomination in the most different amount of categories? So somebody's had a nomination in three categories? I don't even know how that would be possible. Bradley Cooper. That's incorrect. Jeremy? It's going to be a writer-director. I mean, I don't know. Spielberg? That's incorrect. Cuaron. Incorrect. Damn it. Michelle Williams? Incorrect. All right. The answer is Ben Affleck. Director for Argo, actor for Argo, supporting actor for Last Duel, and screenplay for Last Duel. Ooh, I wasn't pulling that. Four different categories. All right, Jeremy, kick things off with you here. <clears throat> um, name the name. So only, this is there's only two movies that this happened to. Um, actually, I just want to confirm something here. Um, stand by. Damn, Argo. I wonder if that holds up. I bet it doesn't. Uh, it's actually pr not that bad. I watched it relatively recently. Um, all right, got. There's only two movies um, that apply here, um, so you'll have a chance to get a point for each one. We'll take turns. So, Jeremy, to you first to name one of these. Name one of the movies that won the Fixie in every category that it was nominated for. Now, this is obviously 
for more than one thing. Right. So it could just be literally two. So there's only two movies that this happened that. No, but like it could just be like nominated for best supporting actor and best actor or best director, and that's it, and win both of those, and it would count. That's what I just wanted to confirm. Hang on. I did. Con- I did figure this out before I uh, did this, but. Uh, I feel like there's more than one. That's maybe not. Yeah, there's only there's only two movies that this has happened for. Is Django one of them? Nope. Chapin. Parasite. Nope. Jeremy, back to you. Hmm. The favorite. Nope. Roma? Nope. Give you guys each another chance. Oh, maybe this might be A Beautiful Boy, because I was nominated. Oh, no, he only won. Never mind. Tim Chalamet is the only one that won for that. Um, I don't know. This is a tough one. Wait, hold on. Sound of Metal. No. No, no. Nomadland. Nomadland is one. Jeez. James it went going to keep getting it went, that Nomad Land went four for four. And there's one other movie. Jeremy, I'll give you one more guess. Um. Okay, I'm gonna go. What was Parasite nominated for that it didn't win? Uh, I'm. I will hold off on that because I'm trying. I think there might be some more Parasite questions. And it has to be more than one thing, right? Yes. In fact, not this. There's nothing has done it. All these are the only two movies that have done it. Um, in fact, I think. Yeah, nothing has even gone just one for one, at least anymore. I don't know, man. Worst person in the world. Uh, the answer is Dune, which one went three for three. On Cinematography, that. director, and picture. All right. Moving on. Chapin. This has happened twice. <clears throat> Can you name... Now, we're spe- t- talking about specifically actors or actresses here, not filmmakers. Okay. Someone that has been nominated three times in the same year for three different things. Colin Farrell? No. Oh, I'm sorry. No, no, no. Re- I resend that. No, it's Jeremy's turn. Um, so one... Actor, actress was nominated three times in the same year. It's happened. It's happened twice, and it was just for acting. Yes, so we're not including like a writer director. Okay, you know what I mean. Um, and man, why why is that not? That should just like pop right out. Yeah, twice it's happened. Twice it's happened. Yep. Uh, was it? Was it Michelle Williams? No. Chapin? Three times. Even if I studied up on this, I would not have been able to. 
it's tricky. Some of these, some some of these are tricky, but because it's hard to like know what to like. What are you memorizing? All right, Chapin. I'm gonna turn it back over to Jeremy. Um. Oh fuck. Oh. <clears throat> Hmm. I don't just, know. Just going, oh, like you thought of it, doesn't buy you more time. Jeremy, any other guesses? Uh, um, Chalamet. Nope. The two answers are Michael Fassbender in 2011 for A Dangerous Method, Shame, and Jane Eyre. And oh, good for Florence, Florence Pugh in 2019 for Little Women, Fighting With My Family, and Midsommar. Oh, that's a great question, Lee. Good, good on you. All right, next up. Jeremy, you're up first. Yeah. There are two answers here. Who has been nominated for the most best director fixies? Best director. I mean, I I hate going with, like, the obvious answer. But I feel like Spielberg has to be one. Spielberg is one of them. Lincoln, The Fablemans, and West Side Story. Chapin, there is one other. Also Fincher. nominated three times. Nope. Jeremy? Fuck. Uh, I don't know if he's had enough. Is it Tarantino? Nope. I have a guess. Tapin. I need an I need an answer. I'm gonna turn it back to Jeremy in three, two, one. Jeremy? Chazelle? Nope. Chapin, uh. final chance. Dead air. Dead, dead air. <clears throat> Scorsese. Scorsese it is. Oh, wow. Those are the two, um, two most obvious ones. <laughs> the Irishman, Shutter Island, and Hugo. All right. Uh, Chapin, you're up first. So three movies have been nominated in seven categories. Now, currently we have eight categories. Once upon a time, we did not do cinematography. Um, so that's something to keep in mind. But Name these movies. Chapin, start off with you. Movies nominated in seven different categories. Parasite. Incorrect. Fuck. Social Network. Incorrect. Nomadland. Incorrect. Fuck. Um, we just talked about how Nomadland went four for four. Seven different categories. Um, um, the favorite. Nominated. The favorite. Nope. <clears throat> Can you restate the question, please? Name the movies that have been nominated in seven different categories. How many movies are there? Three total.
shake that chicken bone. Give yourself a little, uh, little pet. Mank. Nope. Gosh. One of these is very tough. One of these I'm surprised you guys haven't gotten yet. The other one is, you know, surprising, but we've talked about it. Um, uncut gems. Nope. All right, you each get one more shot here. Um, hmm. Who's up? Japen? Japen's up. up. Yep. Yeah. And he's got five seconds to answer. And seven different categories. That's crazy. All right. Jeremy? Did we say Parasite yet? Oh, yes. I got I got one. No, I didn't guess. Well, I, you ran out of time, but go ahead. Phantom Thread. Nope. We didn't even do the fixies for Phantom Thread. <laughs> <laughs> good, good guess. Um, my fan of thread, I of course meant um, the other one. Sure, Jeremy. I guess I'm going with. He's looking at something. I guess I'm going with Little Women. Nope. The answers are Django Unchained, which uh. at the time there were no cinematography nominations, so it was nominated in every other category. Silver Linings Playbook, also uh, yeah. no. Also, no cinematography nominations then. And Mangrove was nominated for everything except for Best Actress. Which, wait, wow. wait. <clears throat> who, what, what, sorry. Who was Best Actress? Who was nominated for Best Actress and Best Supporting Actress in Django? Uh, let's find it here. The only person that could have been is Kerry Washington, right? Kerry right, Washington yeah. was nominated. Why am I not finding this here? Uh, oh, so I might have messed up, mixed up because we had two. Yep. Well, you guys didn't get it anyway. Well, because um, there wasn't the right there, answer. There was no answer. Well, no, there were still two. <laughs> but who who was nominated for Mangrove? There's a Mangrove. No, it's not cinematography, was it? You, cinematography. You know Sean Parks was nominated for actor. Shabir Kirchner for cinematography. Steve McQueen for director. Was nominated for best picture. Was nominated for screenplay. Malachi Kirby for supporting actor. Letitia Wright for supporting actress. So everything except lead actress. And then Silver Linings Playbook was Bradley Cooper, Jennifer Lawrence, David O. Russell for director, best picture, best screenplay, uh, two supporting actors, and a supporting actress. But there was no cinematography. This is some tough questions. All right, score is three to one as we stand. Um, now, how about naming the three movies with the most Fixie nominations? And Jeremy, you're up. Jeremy's up first. We'll just go one at a time. Yep. Um Well, Parasite. Parasite's one. Chapin. Django. Django is two. One more, Jeremy. Oh, I wish Chapin didn't get one. That would have been good. This shouldn't. Yeah, this one. This shouldn't be too hard. This one shouldn't be too hard. <laughs> yeah. Considering what we just talked about. Wait, what did we just talk about? <laughs> Literally right before I asked the question. 
you, we just talked about Django. Do you know it, Jeremy? Do you know it, Jeremy? <laughs> Django um, is one of them. Is there, there a about, countdown? Yeah. Is there a countdown on Jeremy? Well, yeah, but he hasn't come nearly as close to the ton of dead air that you've you've provided yeah. us. So settle down. Um. Oh. <laughs> oh, it's so funny that I can't remember what we just talked about. I said Parasite. You said Django. Yeah. Yeah. And then and one more that also had like this, like those two, eight nominations. Oh, that's a good movie. Um, that's 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 what's so question. That's what's so funny about this one. Wait, were we talking about Silver Linings Playbook? Silver Linings Playbook. Yes, that's okay. the answer. Those are, those are your three with eight nominations. All right. Uh, we're going to Chapin first here. Shows how memorable that movie is. Three movies have been nominated for seven awards and one zero. Went 0 for 7. Wow. Say it one more time. Three movies that were nominated for seven awards and won zero. Name them, please. Chapin, you're up first. Silver Linings Playbook. Wrong. Puck. Who won for that? Jennifer Lawrence. Damn it. Did How many were everything, everywhere, all at once? Nope. Chapin, you're up. Naming movies. Thinking yeah. about movies. People are listening to this podcast screaming the answers right now into their radios. To their podcast. I don't think I don't think devices. Mangrove won anything. Ooh, Mangrove is correct. Fuck. Seven um, nominations for Mangrove, zero wins. Um Mangrove, that was a good call based on our previous conversation. I'm going to go to something Lee likes. I don't know how many nominations it got, but Licorice Pizza? Nope. Not a bad guess. Good, Licorice, Pizza had, guess. Yeah. Licorice Pizza had uh, had six nominations and zero wins. So very good guess. Hmm. There's five movies that had six not, that went 0 for 6. <laughs> Only three that went 0 for 7. It seems hard to do. It's impressive, though. It's, and I was like, even though they didn't get the win, they were clearly one of the better movies of those years. Chapin, we're going to restrict these to five seconds starting now. Five. That's too four, quickly. Three. I don't know. Two, I already got one, so. <clears throat> one. All right, Jeremy, you're up. Um, five, four. Did, three, did the last duel win anything? I don't think it did. Last duel. That's correct. Well Last done, duel. Uh, it's got one more shot here. Actually, who went first on this one? I don't remember. Doesn't matter. You just got one more chance. We have a, one more movie on this list. There's three total. Three total. Yeah, one more. Five. Four. Three. Dick. Two. One. La La Land? 
didn't do the fixies for La La Land, but good guess. I'm, no, 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 no I'm sorry. Ba- Babylon. I meant Babylon. <laughs> Babylon. Why would you Babel- guess that? You guys Babylon. didn't nominate it for anything. Yeah. No. <laughs> um, I'm going to go, I don't know, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? Uh, nope. That was a good guess. That went 0 for 5. Um, so Jeremy was very close on a couple. The f- answer is Triangle of Ooh, Sadness. That was, that was yeah. this year. Yeah, hey, guys, that was this year. <laughs> All right, two more questions, guys. This is still very much up for grabs. So who to will me, be the winner? To me. To me. What's the um, score? The score is five to four. Woohoo. All right, and I have two final questions here, each with which have five answers. So there's ten potential points on the board here. Um and let me pull this up. All right. So five people have won two fixies, which is the most that any one person has won. Yeah. Let's start naming those people. Am I going first? Yes. Chalamet. Chalamet is one of them. Chapin. Say the question one more time. (laughs) Name the people that have won two fixies. Bong Joon-ho. Bong Joon-ho is one. Oh, right. Um, I'm up. Quran. Alfonso Quran is one. All right. Two two remaining. I think we got all the obvious ones. Chloe Zhao. Incorrect. Fuck. Um, Now I'm trying to think of... Oh, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. Christian Bale did it, right? Christian Bale... Nope. Chapin? I was going to say Fincher. I don't think it's Fincher, though. Nope. Jeremy? What? I didn't. That was an official guess. You can't, it you was. Can't, it was. It you was can't eliminate show. somebody <laughs> like as not a guess. Um, um, if I... Uh, uh, Kate Blanchett. <laughs> I don't know. No, not Kate Blanchett. Nope. Jabin. I, I knew she wasn't. I just had to guess something. Come on, guys. These these last two are easy. Re- restate the question again. It's still the same question. Who's won two fixies? One, the five, two, four, three, two, one. Name someone, or it's Jeremy's turn. Jeremy. Um. Four. The, uh, Tarantino. Three. Tarantino is correct. Woo! Chapin. That's last four, chance. Right? Yep. Last chance. Five. Four. Three. Aaron Sorkin. Two. Incorrect. Ooh, that's the a answer, good guess. guys, is Todd Field for Tar. Oh shit! I knew it was something this year. <laughs> Wait, say it. I missed it. Something popped up. What? Who was Todd, the answer? Todd Field. Oh wow! All right, the score is seven to six in favor of Jeremy Chapin. You will be going first on the final question. 
as I pointed out on the show with her nomination for the Fablemans, Michelle Williams became the most nominated person in Fixie history with five nominations. Five people have four. Name those those people. Who's that, me? Yep. Fincher. No. Tarantino. Correct. Bong Joon-ho. No. Oh. Um, Karan. Nope. Scorsese. Nope. Spielberg. Yes. How many is that left? Uh, Jeremy, who did you say? Tarantino and Spielberg? Yep. So there's three oh, left. Oh, the obvious, the obvious ones? Sorry. That's still correct. Oh, so it's the guy who says Scorsese so, gets it wrong. Chapin, you need to get the other three for this to end in a tie. Oh, you better get ready to, to get mail that bone. I need to get all three? Right now it is 14 to 11, and there's only three points remaining. It's your turn. Oh, no. Oh, no. Give me an answer. Give me an answer. We've talked. We One of them is the answer to an earlier question. Huh. <laughs> this is nominations? Yes. They've had four nominations, which is second only to Michelle Williams. Oh. <sighs> okay, he's got a towel. <laughs> he's sweating. I can't. I can't lose this, guys. Well, you better give me something. You you can't just sit there and not answer the whole night till the game doesn't end. There's a clock. Five, four, three. Two, one. Paul Thomas Anderson. Correct. Ooh. Stays alive. Jeremy, you can end it if you get one here. Uh, three. Uh, Colin Farrell got two this year. So okay. has he been nominated before? Incorrect. Ugh. He does have three, I believe. Yeah, he has three. Chapin, He'll get up. there. He'll get there. I believe in him. <laughs> Only everybody could see Chapin's face. Six, five, four, three. Hold on, Lee. Hold on just a second, okay? Okay, you can't just keep buying more time. You got to give me an answer. I got to guess. I do. I do have to give you an answer. And the the, the answer that I would <laughs> like to shut Buttercup, please. Stop stalling, Buttercup. Buttercup, please, please. <laughs> I'm going to go with Emmanuel Lebeski. Incorrect. Uh, Fincher. Okay. Chapin already, already guessed him, Fincher. so oh. incorrect. Chapin, back to you. Deacons. Incorrect. Um, um, Janusz. Incorrect. Is there... Going down the cinematographer. You guys are just gonna name all the cinematographers, then you'll go all the directors. 
Chapin, <laughs> oh, stop stalling. Oh, you gotta stop laughing first. <laughs> yeah, stop stalling, or I'm gonna cut your time short. <clears throat> okay. You guys should be. You guys should have your answer ready when it's your turn. Go boom, boom, boom. Wrong, wrong, wrong. <laughs> yeah. Chapin. Three. Yeah. Two. One. Give me someone. Jeremy, you're up. Florence Pugh. No. Chapin. Five. Four. Three. Two. Greta Gerwig. One. No. Jeremy. Five. Bradley Cooper. Four. Nope. Chapin. Five. Four. Three. D- David two. O. Russell. <laughs> nope. Jeremy. Ben Affleck. Ben Affleck is correct. Yes. Jeremy is our winner. The, <laughs> the final person is Sir Leonardo DiCaprio. Oh, we never mentioned him once. <laughs> Jeremy is our winner. Well, you better mail that bone over to me. He I'll has keep 10 it on my points mantle. to Chapin 7. Great, great job, guys. There was a total of uh, 20, I think 26 points on here, and you guys got... 17 of them. So not bad, actually. I mean, a lot of a lot of wrong guesses. Yeah, but that's okay. That's all right. Uh, so that's 65%. I guess that's not that great. All right, Lee, we should um, wrap it up so we can watch some Celtics. It. Let's wrap this up. Uh, we've got a very, very exciting podcast coming to you next. I don't know. Should we re- talk about what it is? or should Yeah, we, uh... yeah. Get people in case they want to try to watch them. Okay. Well, uh, in honor... As we, as we do, of the Best Picture winner 20 years ago, not only are we going to be reviewing Lord of the Rings, Return of the King, but the entire trilogy, uh, Lord of the Rings, Fellowship of the Ring, The Two Towers, and Return of the King, we'll be discussing all three movies, as well as the novels with a very special guest who's read them, because we haven't. Uh, we should That reminds me, we should start doing a 10-year anniversaries of Fixie winners now. Hey guys, yeah, we I, could do that. I had a good idea for a series that I thought of the last couple of days. Okay. I call it the syllabus series. And it's Nerd. basically. Oh, never mind. Now I don't get to hear it. <laughs> Asshole. <laughs> syllabus. I didn't call you a nerd. Tell me. All right. That's going to do it for this edition of the Get Your Film oh, Fix podcast. Jeremy, you ruined it. I you ruined blew it. You it. Basically, it's just. It's us doing. It's sort of like the master series, but it's like us doing movies that our listeners need to understand our feelings about. So Swingers, for example, oh, Moneyball, yeah, yeah. for example. So like these these seminal movies that we talk about and often reference, but have but ha- cliffhanger, <laughs> good hard <fellas>. target, <laughs> um, and and just so you know, so I I, I propose that, but. Uh, Jeremy called me a nerd, so now go have fun watching the Celtics. The Celtics, as they should be called. <clears throat> Another bone coming up. <laughs> <laughs> That's just the actual chicken that was on the bone. <laughs> All right. Thank you for listening. Will I win Burgundy, a bottle of